This morning, I want to talk to you about the struggle that life can sometimes be. And I say sometimes because it is true that not every day is bad. Uh, some days, things seem to fall nicely into place, and life is a breeze. Some days, there is a parking spot right by the door. Some days, you find a, an old $20 bill wadded up in the pocket of a pair of pants. That's a good day. Uh, and you know you're having a great day when you're driving through downtown Kissimmee and you get through the intersection in two light changes instead of three. <laughs> so there are good days. There are times when things align very nicely and life is a breeze. But I think you would probably agree with me that those days are in the minority. Most of the time, life is a struggle. A couple of years ago, I was driving through Alabama, uh, coming back from seeing my parents driving down I-65, about 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, traffic came to a dead stop. And I was in the middle of nowhere, parked on the pavement. So I got my phone out, and I started uh, looking to see if I could figure out what was going on. It turned out that there was a truck wreck, an accident, about three miles ahead of me, and there was a toxic chemical spill on the highway. And so for the next four hours, I sat parked on the pavement on I-65. But that's not the bad part of the story. The bad part of the story is that about a mile before the traffic came to a dead stop, I said to myself, I think I'll take the next exit. I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Trust me when I tell you that next four hours was a real struggle. But those are just random occurrences that happen to us. Life becomes even more of a struggle when you start mixing people and relationships into the mix. Uh, that guy you married who was such a hunk at 20 is now a chunk at 40 <laughs> and grouchy all the time. And that job you were so thankful to get when you were unemployed has now brought a boss or a co-worker who drives you crazy into your life. That beautiful baby that you brought home from the hospital 16 years ago has now turned into an alien from another planet <laughs> that you can barely communicate with. Friends, life is a struggle. And because it is a struggle, there are two questions people often ask. The first one is, what can I do to take the struggle out of my life so I can relax and enjoy myself? And there are people offering answers to that question. Uh, look at this um, uh, graphic I found. It's, a, it's the heading for a blog post that I found online. The author says, is life a constant struggle? Find the root cause and kill that sucker. Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it? If you could find the reason why life is such a struggle and kill that sucker. Unfortunately, you have a better chance of seeing a unicorn trotting down Pleasant Hill Road than you do of eliminating the reason why life is a struggle. I mean, I read that article. That article is just silly. There's almost never just one reason why we struggle. There can be a dozen reasons 
why life is a struggle. And even if you could isolate the one reason why life is a struggle, and even if you could kill that sucker, guess what? Twelve more could show up tomorrow. That's why Jesus said in this world, you will, you will have tribulation. There's nowhere in the Bible where it even gives us the hint that we could ever get to the place where life won't be a struggle. And that brings us to the second question people ask once they figure out there is no magical cure for the struggles of life. And if they are people of faith, they often ask this question, where is God when I struggle? Because sometimes, doesn't it seem like he's AWOL? Sometimes, don't you kind of wonder where he is and why he's not helping you? David had this feeling. Look at Psalm 13, verses 1 and 2. He said, O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Essentially, he's saying, "Uh, Lord, I could use a little help here. Things are not going well, Lord. Where are you, Lord? Have you ever asked that question? Are you asking it today? Maybe you're in a tough situation and you've been praying that God would step up and make his presence felt in a powerful way, but he hasn't, at least as far as you can see. And now you're starting to feel abandoned, maybe hopeless, If so, if that's how you've been feeling, I've got good news for you this morning. There is a verse of Scripture that teaches us how God helps us when we struggle. It answers the question, where is God when I struggle? And not only does it answer that question, it also answers the question of how God helps us when we struggle. And the interesting thing about this verse is that it was written by David. The same guy I just read from a moment ago who was wondering, where are you, Lord? The same guy figured it out. He figured it out. He had what we call a eureka moment. You ever have one of those where something that was previously really confusing suddenly becomes crystal clear and and you just kind of slap your forehead and go, okay, duh, now I get it. David had one of those moments. And he wrote a verse that answers these questions. And so let's look at it. The verse is Psalm 46 and verse 1. And it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That's not a long verse. It's a verse you've probably heard before. You may have it printed on a coffee mug or something at home. But man, this is a great verse. If you look closely at this verse, you'll see three great truths about God. Here's the first one. When we struggle... He is around us. He is around us. That's the significance of the word refuge. God is our refuge. Now we understand this. We Floridians understand this very well. Last uh, summer we had a hurricane bearing down on us. And it was a Saturday afternoon. And a storm was going to hit that night. And uh, we heard the authorities on the news saying that There was a curfew instituted for 6 o'clock in the evening, 6 p.m., and they said, and this is the exact words they used, they said, by 6 o'clock, you need to seek refuge. And we didn't have to have that explained to us, did we? 
We knew exactly what that means. We, we know that that means get yourself in a place where there are four walls around you and a roof over your head. But even having a refuge, there was still some suffering involved in that hurricane, wasn't there? I know my family did without power at our house for five days, some of you longer than that. Some of you may have had damage to your homes. Some of you may have had trees uprooted and that sort of thing. See, that's the thing about a refuge. It doesn't stop the storm. It doesn't make the storm go away. It only gets you through the storm. It only protects you during the storm. Way back in the 1800s, a young Canadian man named Joseph Scriven was engaged to marry the girl of his dreams. But in a horrifying turn of events, she died in an accidental drowning the day before their wedding. Of course, that was a horrible experience for him. He was grief-stricken, but he pulled himself together and went on with his life. A couple of years later, he met another young, beautiful Canadian woman, and they became engaged to be married, and it happened again. Shortly before their wedding day, she fell ill. This was back in a time when medicine was very primitive, and she died. If you go to the town of Port Hope in Canada today, you will see a statue that has been erected to Joseph Scriven's honor. Not because he lost two fiancés. They didn't say, the poor guy lost two fiancés, let's give him a statue. No. The reason there is a statue there is because of something he did during that intense period of grief in his life. You see, he wrote a poem. The poem was never intended to be seen by anybody. He wrote it for himself, for his own strength as he was struggling to get through that stormy period in his life. You know the poem. You've sung the poem in this room. The poem goes like this. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. If you were to walk up to that statue today and look at the base, you would see a plaque that's been attached and it's engraved with a line from the poem. The line says, In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Friends, that's exactly what David is picturing for us when he says that God is our refuge in Psalm 46.1. Joseph Scriven came to understand that God is a refuge. He does not prevent the storm. The refuge doesn't prevent the storm. The refuge doesn't, doesn't mean that the storm won't leave behind some terrible situations, but the refuge gets you through the storm. It protects you during the storm. 
And so when we are struggling, God is our refuge. He is around us. Um, Here's the second great truth from Psalm 46, verse 1. When we struggle, he's within us. How many of you have been to the Royal Gorge in, in Colorado? Have you been to that thing? Man, that is the coolest place. I love that place. Um, it's um, 1,250 feet deep, this gorge, which is approximately the height of the roof of the Empire State Building. And for a mere $89, you can zip line across that opening. Yeah, 300 feet across and 1,250 feet straight down. I'm hoping that the line they have stretched across there is not just some twine they picked up at Lowe's. I'm hoping it's really strong because there are times, and this is one of them, when strength really matters. And the same is true of our lives. As I said before, some days are easy. Some days everything falls into place. Life is a breeze. But then there are other days when the storms come and we don't just need a refuge around us. We need strength within us to help us deal with what the storm leaves behind. And that's what David is saying, that when things get bad, you don't, you don't, Know where the Lord is. You don't know if you can go on. You can rest assured that He will strengthen you. Psalm 73, 26 says, My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. So God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is around us. He is within us. The third thing we see here is that He is beside us. David says He's an ever-present help in trouble. Right now, there is a legal battle being fought over one of the most famous inspirational poems ever written. The son of Mary Stevenson claims that his mother wrote the poem in 1939, and so he's suing Carolyn Carty, who claims that she wrote the poem, and uh, he's also suing Margaret Powers, who claims that she wrote the poem for her wedding in 1964. The legal battle over this poem has become so intense that they're now doing forensic testing on the pieces of paper to see which one is the oldest. I don't know who wrote the poem, but I know that whoever wrote it did a really good job of depicting the idea of the Lord walking beside us. You know that poem. One night I dreamed a dream as I was walking along the beach with my Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to me and one to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand and I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I don't understand why when I needed you the most, 
you would leave me. He whispered, my precious child, I love you. And will never leave you during the trials and testings of your life. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Footprints in the sand. I don't know who wrote it. I'll let the courts decide that. But whoever wrote it, they understood a great, biblical truth. Psalm 16, 8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. And so God is around us, providing a refuge for us in the storms of life. He is within us, giving us the strength we need to be able to deal with what the storm leaves behind. And he is beside us, walking with us, helping us face the situations uh, we encounter. Um, boy, that's good news. But isn't it easy to forget? You know who forgot this? This, this wonderful truth, this Psalm 46 and verse 1, you know who forgot it? The guy who wrote it. Maybe you remember the time King Saul was chasing David around the countryside trying to kill him. David was running around in the mountains and hiding out in the hills and sleeping in caves. He had a price on his head. He had soldiers looking for him that were going to try to kill him. David became so overwhelmed with discouragement. Look at 1 Samuel 27.1. It says, David kept thinking to himself, someday Saul is going to get me. You know what his problem was there? He was assessing his situation, but he was forgetting to figure God into the equation. He was thinking about Saul. Saul was the king. Saul had all kinds of resources at his disposal. He could send soldiers out to look for David. And he was thinking of himself, who had no resources at his disposal. And he's looking at Saul, and he's looking at himself, and he's thinking, you know what? I can't do this forever. I can't escape forever. One of these days, Saul is going to get me. And what he failed to understand in that moment, what he failed to remember, is that it's never us against the enemy. It's always God in us against the enemy. Wherever you go and whatever you do in life, God is around you. He is your refuge. He is protecting you, getting you through that storm. He is within you. He is giving you the strength you need to be able to deal with what the storm leaves behind. And He is beside you, walking with you to help you face the things in life that are hard. It means that even when Saul is breathing down your neck and even when the storm is pouring out its fury on you, there is always God. Do not forget to figure God into the equation. It is never just you against the enemy. There's always. 